like I've said, now I can record the podcast, the actual podcast, 9.18 p.m. Wednesday, May 13th. Um, you know, I had a couple of technical difficulties, what I was saying to the um, Instagram Live, uh, but we here now. It wasn't nothing major. Just had to delete the show because of something that interfered with the audio. But um, we're here. Hope everybody's having a great day. Everybody's doing their thing, maintaining, taking it easy during this quarantine time. Taking it easy because that's all we can do is take it easy. We can just chill. We don't want to be. We don't want to be too extra. We don't want to do too much. You know. Definitely don't want to do too much out here during this pandemic. So, excuse me, today's episode is dedicated to G-Unit. We're talking G-Unit hip-hop and how they changed the face of hip-hop, how they changed the, the energy in music, and how they were ready to take on anybody. Anybody. They were ready for anybody in hip-hop. So we're talking G-Unit. We're talking NBA. Should the season... Should they continue with the season or should they just scratch this off the calendar? You know, because if they scratch this off the calendar, what about the stats and awards? You know, what about the MVP trophy? Will anybody get an MVP, six man? Will all of that exist? You know, and the lottery. How is the lottery going to go? Should the NBA have an all-team playoff? Like the, um, like the, um, excuse me, like the uh, NCAA. Should the NBA have an all-team playoff? You know, me and my brother were talking. We said maybe they should have an all-team playoff. One game, one and done. Ball out. Winner takes all. Winner takes all. And then we're going to talk about Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols. NBA TV, know whatever she's from, ESPN, whatever she works at. Rachel Nichols made a top 10 list, and I like her top 10. I actually have the majority of the players she had in her top 10 and my top 10 just lined up different. Lined up different. It's hard to argue with Rachel's top 10. It's hard to argue with Rachel's top 10. And like I said, that's good coming from her. Because um, Rachel Nichols um, on ESPN, she's she's a professional. Shout out to everybody that's been listening from um, other parts of the city. But yeah, Rachel Rachel Nichols, she's she's a professional, and she talks basketball. She knows the game very well. She does what she does. And we're going to get into her top 10 and my top 10. So, there you have it. G-Unit, G-Unit Radio. Not G-Unit Radio, but G-Unit Talk on the New Wave Radio. You know, when G-Unit first came out, it was like, wow. You know, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody understood 
Nobody did, didn't nobody know what 50 said. People didn't know if 50 was going to be a one-hit wonder or if he was going to be like hitter. They didn't, a lot of people didn't understand. A lot of people didn't understand. People let people didn't even choose to for him to sign with them. He found out the right deal, brokered the right deal, signed with Eminem. You know, 50 signed with Eminem. Shady Aftermath. G-Unit Records. Went on to become one of the biggest rap stars in the history of rap. Imagine if they were streaming records right now when 50's Get Rich or Die Trying came out. It would have been crazy. But they were buying a physical copy. They were buying a physical copy and he ended up doing numbers. You know? Yeah, they probably were like um, faking it, buying their own albums. Who knows? But 50 ended up being huge. Which brings me to say, which brings me to this. When he came out, they kind of took over hip-hop. They took over hip-hop. The shows, the energy. You know, and he's not the best rapper. He's not the best rapper. He's definitely not in no one's top ten. He probably He's probably in somebody's top ten. But he's not in anyone's. He's not in... Out of ten... Alright, put it like this. Out of ten people, he's probably in two people's top ten. Out of every 10 people, 50 probably make two people's top 10. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about, let's go further. Out of, out of 20 people, he probably wouldn't even make the list. Probably wouldn't make that list. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of crazy, but his energy took him to new heights and new levels. His energy took him there. His energy has him where he's at now. You know, and he doesn't have to... He can't... It's like, look, he can't drop an album no more. If he does, it's not going to do as good as any of his previous albums did. But he can try. He can lay down songs and he can be do features with people. But what 50 can't do is make an album again. Because, see, that passion is gone. His passion has transpired. His, he's went on to new things. He's an actor now. He's a movie director. He's far from a rapper. You know, and I'm pretty sure he understood that he wouldn't be here today rapping. But rap poured, brought him here. Rap put him where he's at. So you got to be thankful of that. Because he could have, because because he has, he has no, he has, he doesn't have a lot of substance. His his substance matter is like really is like one side, and it's like here. You know, he cannot, he wouldn't. His flow is different. His style is different. He's doing too much stuff. And if you want to, if you want to look at it from a, an adult point of view, he can't be that age rapping about what he used to rap. You know, he can't. 
So he had to find he had to find a way out. He had to grow up, basically. What he did was he grew up. He grew out of that um, shoot 'em up, bang bang talk. You know, he has kids. He's a father. He um, is doing different things. You don't want that music to affect your image in another lane that you choose to go into. You know, you don't want that music to do that. Because that's what the music will do. The music will ruin his image. And Hollywood won't accept him. Because the fans can be crazy. Them fans can turn to stands. And his fans are not the type of fans that you want um, you know, representing you, I guess, what you would say. I'm not sure. I don't know. But you know what I mean. You guys know what I'm getting at with it. But G-Unit, strong arm music. They took it over. They came out with, I mean, he came out with those mixtapes. Mixtape after mixtape after mixtape after mixtape. I mean, the boy was just working. He was working. Was nobody really out working 50 Cent? When it came to putting out music, no one was really messing with him. No one was really touching Curtis Jackson. 50 Cent. He would put some fire out. And that's a fact. That man wasn't dropping nothing corny. I'm talking about people were driving by playing his his music left and right. Left and right. Up and down. Side to side. His music was in everyone's car. Everybody wanted to hear 50 Cent. TVs blasting all playing his stuff. He had Dr. Dre beats. He had Eminem beats. He was really doing his thing. Not to mention, he had a crew. The G-Unit. You know, G-Unit was doing their thing also. G-Unit would consist of, at the time, 50 Cent, Lloyd Banks, and Tony Ayo. Then they added The Game and Young Buck. You know, these guys were really getting right. They were putting some music out. They started adding like a bunch of other guys to the to the crew. That are that only that didn't have much of a run. You know, I know he had the young guy from Louisiana. Can't even think of his name. But these guys, these G Unit guys were coming at everybody. I'm talking about they made a career. I'm talking about 50 Cent made his career off of disrespecting Ja Rule and Irv Gotti. And anybody that was with them. You know, 50 was violating these guys. He was taking them and violating these dudes. Really. Like, no, really. He was... It was nothing that these dudes could do musically to touch this guy and that's the thing I, I never understood about Irving and them guys 
why didn't they ever come for 50 Cent? Why did Irv just sit there and let 50 demolish them like that? He didn't even attempt to say anything. And yeah, people were going to say, yo, Irv was going through a case. He was doing this and he was fighting this case. And But look, like, you can actually, you know you can drop the music. Why didn't you drop the music? Somebody else could have dropped the music. It's over with, right? But why don't they just drop the music now? I'm talking about 50 is still to this day dissing these guys. Saying whatever he wants about these dudes. Just constantly got their name in his mouth. You bring them up around him, he ain't got no rap for you. So... Why did they let 50 just bury them like that? And didn't even attempt to talk no crap to him. And even though these are these guys are from like the so-called street and whatnot in Queens. Yeah, they doing their thing. And, but like you let a guy that you call, whatever you call him, you let him embarrass you in front of the world with his music. And don't get me wrong, Irv Gotti's catalog with Ja Rule, I think, is way better than 50 Cent's catalog. I'm talking albums now, not mixtapes. Because Irv and them really didn't put out too many mixtapes. But if we want to talk albums, Irv Gotti has them. Like that Hit for Hit Challenge, Murder Inc. and G Unit, the Inc. would have tore them up. The ink would have wasted them guys. So it's like it's like, damn, like really? Why didn't y'all come at him at that time, at that particular moment? Because Irv was producing, making hits after hits after hits. With Shanti and Ja Rule, then he made the compilation album with his whole squad on there. You know, it's kind of weird. It's like. Man, Irv, really? Really? You know, you guys are probably responsible for him being so successful as far as hip-hop goes. They're very responsible for 50 being who he is today. Because if they stood up to him, it would be no real, it would be no him. If if, if Irv let Ja loose on 50 when he was supposed to, it wouldn't be no 50 cent. And I'm not talking beating them up with a bat and hurting them and doing all this crazy stuff. I'm talking about let that young boy rap. Let him do him. Let him come off on some real wild shit. You know, because we know Jock can make songs. He made New York. He made a lot of songs. He made did songs with J-Lo. He made a lot of songs. We know he can make songs. But this guy, 50, was taking songs and putting them on mixtapes and flipping mixtapes and making them sound like albums. He was demolishing the ink. He was demolishing Murder Inc. He was tearing them to shreds. So many songs, he was just destroying these dudes. It was almost like that image was just being tarnished. 
And then on top of that, he has to go to like court and stuff like that. These guys were getting beat down bad. So G Unit, they kind of took off on that. On that, they used that as momentum. Fifty used that beef as momentum to start beefing with everybody. The ball beef with everybody except artists on the West Coast. He never beefed with too many artists on the West Coast or the East Coast or down South. He pretty much kept it East Coast. He, he West Coast, the South, and the and the and the um Southeast, Atlanta and all that. He never really bothered too many of those guys. His main beef was with artists from New York. Jada Kiss and the Locks. Fat Joe. Puffy. He started beefing with Rick Ross. You know, he beefs with French Montana now. You know, but it's like when I heard him, um, Cam, Cam and them, the Dipset, he's beefing with them. And I think it was very strategic because he was beefing with everybody that was hot. He was putting up, he was giving it to the dudes that were hot. He was bringing it to them. And he wasn't giving them one rap, one rap song. He was giving them entire bodies of work. He was crushing these dudes. With mixtapes. He was giving them not he wasn't giving them songs. He was giving them work. He was giving them mixtapes. He was making these dudes look stupid. Talking shit about them. Clowning them. You know, I think Jada and them see Jada and them like now I didn't say he won all these battles because eventually these guys had he gave them hot albums, mixtapes, but these dudes like Jadakiss and them gave him a hot song. They gave him some 16s. They gave him some bars to remember. Fat Joe is probably the only battle that he was, de- that he got, that he destroyed completely. Obliterated. He put him on the beach with the fat body. But Cam, he didn't really destroy Cam. You know, Cam had him on in the video with the bag over his head. Surfing on the car, you know, Curtis. You know, Jada and Sheik and Styles, they just ganged up on him and tortured him on with words. They kind of embarrassed him. They kind of embarrassed him. And it was like, dude, what are you doing messing with these dudes? And now it's funny because now he's friends with everybody now. It's crazy, but it's it's good. It's respectable. He even had a situation. He even tried to argue um, beef with Jay, I think. Took a few shots at Jay. Just to let these dudes know he was coming and he was here. And he arrived at, in the music game. He beefed with New York's best. He brought it to New York's best. Pretty genius. Pretty genius. Shout out to 50. Shout out to G Unit. Shout out to D Block, the Locks, K 
Cam and Dipset. All of them dudes. Shout out to all of them. Those guys are really historic as far as music goes. And you know what I, I appreciate from those battles? That we know of, no one got hurt. No one got hurt. You know, no one got hurt. So um, Rachel Nichols made her top ten list. And her top ten goes as this. Michael Jordan. This is in order. This is in order of podcast. Michael Jordan. LeBron James. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Bill Russell. Magic Johnson. Wilt Chamberlain. Larry Bird. Tim Duncan. Kobe Bryant. And Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. I think my list is the same. Um, minus somebody, I put Dr. J on mine. So I didn't add, I didn't even add Will Chamberlain. But I should have. But my list goes like this. Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Dr. J, and Larry Bird. That's my top ten going up against Rachel Nichols' top 10. And Rachel, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, the only person I put on, I took off her my list that she had was Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal was the only person. I mean, not Shaquille O'Neal. Will Chamberlain was the only person that I took off the list. And I shouldn't even have took Will off for Dr. J because Will is full of stats. So her list is pretty solid. She has a solid list. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people might come at her because she's a female and they say, what does she know about basketball? But she knows a lot. She's a professional. She's on that level. She's on a higher level than some guys. So her list is pretty solid. I couldn't even debate with it. The only thing is I only thing is I added Dr. J on my list. I added Julius Irvin because I like Dr. J. I think he deserves to be on a list. I, th- I think he deserves to be on a top 10 list. You know, he's he's constantly overlooked. I could have took anybody out of this list and installed him, but I could have even took Larry Bird out. But how could you take Larry Bird off of a top 10 list when he accomplished so much? As far as championships, as far as, far as finals MVPs, he was a sharpshooter. Um, he didn't. He didn't play too much good defense, but his heart made up for that. So I put. I had to keep him on that list because um, it's easy to overlook somebody that you really don't even know about. Like people, you gotta know. You gotta do your history on this guy. If you like basketball, then you like Larry the Legend, Larry Bird. You know he put in. He put in too, too much work to be left off of a list. You know, Dr. J put in a little bit of work, but he didn't put in as much work as Larry Bird. But he still made the list. Because I like him. He, he's, he's like, he was flashy. He had the dunks. He had everything. He had a total package. Nice little jump shot. He um won a championship versus the Lakers in Philly. So, you know, Dr. J, and, and, and bottom line is he's a legend. He got a statue in front. He got a statue in Philly, man. He's a legend. So, 
he, he, he earned his stripes. He earned his stripes. You know, we coming up on a half hour. Um, everybody that's going to be listening to this on the rebroadcast, I'd like to thank y'all for listening early. Um, I appreciate y'all. If you want to tune into the live and you want to watch the live podcast, you can watch it at G dollar sign at dollar sign T A C K S on Instagram. You just add me and, um, you can catch the live updates at 9 PM every night, weeknights, Monday through Friday. We here. So, you know, we talked a little bit about, um, music G unit. Um, how they affected hip-hop in New York City and hip-hop all around the world, basically. We talked about Rachel Nichols' Top 10. We had to get into that. I had to give you a little bit of that. Um, I couldn't get into what I wanted to get into because I had another list, but that's for tomorrow. I'm going to save that. We, we all, I also wanted to talk about, while we finish this up, was the NBA season. Should they just can it? You know, or should they, or should they just let these guys play without an audience, without a crowd? See, if they let them play without a crowd, they won't, they won't make money because these guys got to make some paper, right? They entertain, they, they, they work for this. This is their job. This is their job. They got to get paid. So you wouldn't want to work for free. If you're doing some work, whatever, whatever you do, you don't want your job to say, um, "Hey, come in and work for free today." You know what I mean, like. We need you here today. So these guys are not going to play for free. So they're going to have to figure this out. And another thing, I don't think I don't think they should play the rest of these games out because it's already May. It's May 13th. The season will be in the second round of the playoffs right now. So I'm thinking that they want to give like an all-team playoff, like a NCAA, like I said earlier. Put all the teams in the bracket. One game elimination, they play, and then they play until we got a winner. There's no fun without the energy. Thank you. There's no fun without the energy. You want to hear the fans yelling. You want to see the the um the guys talking shit. Um, excuse my language. You want to see the guys talking and saying what they say. But we cannot have a season with no fans. If we have a season with no fans, I would want them to do the NCAA Sweet 16 format. You know, like the best, all the teams in the league playing in this in this playoffs, one game elimination, move on to the next round. We crown a champion in like two weeks. That's how we should do it. Because... If you if you don't have a if you if you cut the season off just like that, um, we missing out on these stats. Like I said earlier, we missing out on the MVP, we missing out on the Rookie of the Year. Like you got to judge these guys from, I would say seventy five percent play, and that's not fair. That's not fair to the opponent. That's not fair to the opponent because because some people finish up strong. Some people start the game out slow and they have a a mediocre first half of the season. Then they continue and they finish up strong. And when I say they finish up strong, we got to talk about guys like Russell Westbrook. They average triple doubles. 
You know what I'm saying? Or you might get a guy like LeBron might score 30 nine games straight. You know, you might got you might got somebody that might be chasing that assist that assist title and they just want to get like 20 more assists. Come on, give them 20 more. You can't do that but if you end the season now. So you got to give them guys a chance to play it out and just give them a give them a playoff setting and let them finish out the season that way. And if you finish out the season that way, the fans will lose their minds. They'll go crazy. You know, they, they don't have to pack the stadiums because they watching a different style of basketball now. Now y'all bringing something more exciting to the table. So now people at home, they watching this and they like, all right, shit, fuck it. This is different. You know what I mean? This is different. So that one game, that one game, that one game, excuse me, I was looking at an alert. That one game elimination will have fans at the edge of their seat waiting to see what happens. Can you imagine? Like the Knicks might play good because it's all, all the marbles is on the line. Nobody got to worry about being 18 and 55. Everybody starts at a clean slate. And they just ball out. And they just ball out. It's and, and it's a mixture of because we missed out on college basketball. So you add in their format to the professional format. And now the people are looking at it from a different point of view. Now you threw everybody off. Sports is back. And then you can continue on with the next season in August and September or October, whenever they start. I think it's October. You can continue on with the next season in October. But that's a pretty smart thing to do. Because there's no way the fans are going to accept their team playing the remainder of the season now. So now the the playoffs is going to be like in July, I guess. Because there ain't no way you're going to be able to finish the season now. It's May 13th. Right now will be the second round of the playoffs. That's what I just said earlier. The second round of the playoffs will be right now. So how can you play the rest of the season now? You still got the NBA lottery. You got the NBA draft. You know, these things didn't even happen yet. Then you then you cut into um tr- um um the rookie games in Las Vegas. You cutting into that. So it's like your schedule is way pushed back. If you play the game now, the schedule is going to be like going into um, November. So now you all backed up. Now you got to now you got to bunch in all these games next year. Players going to have to be playing back to back to back, and their bodies not built like that. Their bodies are not built to be playing games four nights straight. Because this is constant up and down running. You know, you risking somebody getting hurt, tearing a tearing a tearing an ACL. You know, KD coming back from a torn ACL. You think he want to play five games back to back? He gonna need some rest in between that. So they gonna have to figure this game. They gonna have to figure out the format. 
They're going to have to figure out the format in order to get these players playing. Like football is right on schedule. NFL is right on schedule. They're right on target because by the time August comes, they're bidding on a plan. They're hoping that they have a plan to wipe this wipe the air clean and then we can have some football we just got to get people like involved in it and people got to can't be scared to pack the stadiums again because if that's the case if people scared to pack the stadiums then they're not going to sell no tickets and that's going to make them cancel the football season because it's the fans that make the seasons go because we got to pay. That's why these ticket prices are like five hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? They got to they got to keep them lights on. So when they got a stadium full of eighty thousand, they expect to sell out every night. You times eighty thousand. Let's let's just say, let's just say every ticket is five hundred is two hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred dollars. Every football, and those are the best, that's about the right. Every NFL ticket is $300. You got 80,000 seats. 300 times 80,000. They don't want to miss out on that money. That's a lot of bread right there. That's a whole lot of bread. So NFL NFL owners are like, nah, we're going to figure this out. Because there's no way we're going to put half the people in the stadium. They're not going for twenty thousand. They're going for eighty. You know, teams sell cities sell their teams because they couldn't generate enough revenue because they were doing so bad. They've been bad for like five years straight. You couldn't get a sellout crowd in five years, so the tickets go down in price. They might sell the tickets for like fifty dollars. You're not paying everybody by selling by selling low price tickets. So the teams end up moving. They're like, yo, we gotta get out of here. We gotta roll. We're gonna go somewhere else. We're gonna go to Las Vegas. Where if they sell them tickets from Las Vegas Raiders for five hundred a ticket, tourists gonna buy those. People gonna be in there. That looks quiet as kept. That's probably going to be one of the most entertaining stadiums in NFL. And they're going to sell out every game. Because they got a wide variety of people. They got people flying in from out of, out of the country. So what they're going to do? Oh, smack. We want to go check out the Raiders. They're going to buy their merchandise. They're going to go up in there. They're going to pay them $500 seats. And they're going to pack the stadium. That stadium is going to be good. But what about other stadiums? That's why the owners are going to have this meeting. And they're going to talk. They're going to build. They're going to make sure that we have a football season in August. And by the way, and by the way, if you don't have a football season, the America will lose their fucking minds. Because no football season means no playoffs, no sports bars, no enjoyment, and no Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday is like another New Year's Eve. Super Bowl Sunday, people buy 
fool galore. They gamble crazy. They buy TVs. They rent TVs. They buy um, surround sound, everything. For that one game. That one game generates billions of dollars. That one game generate a Super Bowl commercial, 30 seconds, is um, is worth millions of dollars. So they will have a football season this year. It won't be pushed back. I don't think we got to worry about that. What we have to worry about is the people getting back to normal, feeling comfortable. And I think the football season is going to break the ice with that because everybody's going to be like, fuck that shit. I don't care. You, yo, look, we don't mind. Sit down. Come on, yo, move over. That's what they're going to say. Yo, come on over here. Sit down. Wipe the chair down. People going to be having wipes. They're going to be wiping everything in the stadium. You know, I used to go to games. I, I go to games where it's dirty. It's filthy. You sit in there. See, you kick the popcorn with your foot. Them games now is going to be spotless. You ain't got to worry about having a dirty seat in the house now, probably. Everybody going to be working together. People going to be so eager to watch the game, they're going to be taking care of that stadium. The fans alone. You ain't going to need a cleanup crew. Let's say, honey, you got a you got a, a handkerchief in your pocket? You just spray something down on it. They got a little clean setting now. They're going to take this a little serious. Bathroom's going to be like, yo, yo, my man, like, Chill with all that sloppy shit. Right there, straight in. You know, it's going to be that deep. And you might have some rowdiness. Well, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you come to Philly or New York or Washington, Dallas, you go to them stadiums and you're going to have some rowdy fans. You're going to have some filthy motherfuckers because New Yorkers, that's just how they are. I'm not saying they dirty. They watch the game a certain way. They rowdy. You know what I mean? But they're going to be keeping it clean, but they're going to be rowdy as a motherfucker this year. Philly fans also. You can count on that. It's going to be hard to stop them from tailgating out here because they'll, they'll have a flying fit. They'll tear the Rocky Stadium, the Rocky statue down. If you stop them from tailgating, they'll burn that parking lot apart. You definitely not going to do that. So it's going to be very, very interesting, but I believe we're going to have a season this year. I don't think people should be afraid after June or after May. I don't think people should be afraid no more. I think they should be aware, but not afraid. I think they should be concerned about certain things and keeping their hands clean. That should become human nature for them. That should become like a thing with them. It should have never not been a thing. But people are going to start washing their hands more, cleaning up. They're going to wear their masks. They're going to be cautious. Then some people are not going to wear their masks. But it's alright. It's okay. Because they say this is the new norm. Yeah, it might be the new norm, but chill. You can still, like, relax. Relax. Just relax. Just keep your keep your body clean. Drink your drink your drinks and and get yourself together. 
stay healthy. Ask the doctor if you are right. And move on. We're gonna have a prosperous. So we're gonna end 2020 with a with a bang. We're gonna end 2021 because June June is my month. So we're gonna end 2020 with a bang. We're gonna straighten it out. We're gonna get it together. We're gonna get it together. I believe we're gonna have a good time. I believe the season is gonna start. Hopefully they do it the way I said they should do it. And then um, we're gonna have you know even though they having these virtual festivities like virtual festivals and shit. It's just like, come on, dog. That's kind of, that's weird as shit. And then they probably gonna make us pay to watch the shit on TV on a computer. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's 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 figure this out. Let's figure this out, man. Let's figure this out because people out here, we need to get the we we we. All right, the joke's over. Let's let's get this shit together. Let's find a cure, no vaccine. Let's just take care of business. Let's do what we got to do. Yo, it's New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast. Y'all have a safe night. Y'all have a, a real good tomorrow. Um, be prosperous. Don't be afraid to do stuff. And don't be afraid to take a, take a peek outside. You know what I mean? You should be, you should be, you should be moving in strong faith, man. New Wave Podcast, we out of here.